It is 7.45 on a Saturday, which means time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Morning, Denny. How are you doing nice today? Day. It is 32 officially, and we might hit uh, 43 today. How about that? Oh, my God. It's springtime in, it in is. the Rockies. It is. In, in the Twin Cities, I mean. Jeez. What are we going to talk about today? You know what I thought we'd talk about today? I was out for dinner the other night, and we had a variety of people sitting at the table, and they ordered duck, short ribs, chicken, and cod and tomato sauce. Wanted a red wine that went with all those things. Well, I called on an old friend, the most versatile of all reds, Chianti. And believe me, it went. Everyone raved about how well they thought it went with those four totally different dinners. Duck, short ribs, chicken, and the cod. Of course, the cod was in a uh, rich tomato sauce. And I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about Chianti. Uh, Chiani got kind of a bad name, particularly in the United States, because it was regarded after World War II as a cheap jug wine. And that's really kind of tragic, but there's a little truth to it, too. Chiani has kind of a noble history. It's one of the first wines ever talked about. In the 13th century, the wines of the Chiani Mountains in central Tuscany, and Tuscany is in the center of Italy. And that's where Chiani comes from. And it's likened by many people to the Bordeaux of Italy. It's a big, big area, and there's a lot of subsection Chiani. So there's varieties all over. And in spite of that history going back to the 13th century, nothing much was done there until 1716 when Cosmo de' Medici, who was the Duke of Tuscany, uh, allowed that certain villages could use the name Chiani. And again, it languished for another 125 years until uh, Baron Riccasoli decided to post and enforce the recipe for Chiani, which was 70% Sangiovese, 15% Canolo, and 15% Malvasia Bianca. Now, Malvasia Bianca is a white wine. Yes, they made Chiani with white wine. In fact, some still do, but it uh, it's changed a lot, and it's it's the Chianti area has benefited greatly from all these changes. As I said, after World War II, it was a cheap red wine that filled the bill. I mean, it was uh, palatable, it was affordable, it was you know not unpleasant. There wasn't anything to denigrate about it. And a lot of the jug wines from California were labeled Chiani, and they came in gallons and half-gallon jugs, and people thought that was just a fine wine to drink. However, ignoring the the high quality of Chiani that can be made. Now, Chiani has really four main classifications. The first is just straight uh, DOC Chiani, and DOC means uh, Department of Origin, let's say, is close enough. Then there's Chiani Classico, Chiani Reserva, and then Chianti Superior. Chianti Superior, in my opinion, don't even think about it. It's uh, a lot of fluff. It doesn't mean very much. But the classical Chianti uh, is really uh, kind of brought Chianti into the fine world of wine. It is always found with classical has a black rooster, Gallo Negro, on the label uh, that it, uh, ensures the authenticity. And gal, uh, classical Chiani has to be kept in barrel for at least 24 months. And then, uh, the again, the Reserva is a little more, 36 months. But uh, any Chiani is really good. And then the 
late 70s, they came up with Super Tuscans. And a Super Tuscan is a grape grown, a wine made in uh, Tuscany, in the Chianti region, but it doesn't apply the rules. So the most expensive wines from Chianti are labeled DOC, or just bottom of Van de Tab. They're table wines. Uh, and the reason was uh, the producers began to experiment and grow uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot, etc. And so they couldn't sell that as Chiani, so they created this thing called a Super Tuscan, and they are phenomenal, and they're very expensive, and wine collectors all over the world seek out things like Ornelia and Sassicaia and Basilico uh, because they are Super Tuscans, and the only reason they're called a Super Tuscan is they don't follow any of the regulations. To be Chianti, it has to be over 75% Sangiovese. And a lot of Chianti producers today make 100% Sangiovese. But as I said, it has a, a noble history. The wines really are so versatile and go with so many different things. Uh, and Sangiovese itself is a really wonderful varietal. In fact, nowadays you see there's places in California that are making Sangiovese and labeling it as such, but it wasn't known for a long time. And like I say, Chiani is one of those areas that has improved since the 90s phenomenally with all the new regulations that have come in and money. You know, that, that was a, the poorest part of Italy, as is evidenced by uh, after the phylloxera epidemic uh, in the late 1800s, uh, hundreds of Italian winemakers uh, immigrated to the United States, and that's how we got Mondavi and Sebastiani and a lot of the great names in California were uh, Italian immigrants that came from the wine-producing areas of Italy, which were hit very hard by the phylloxera epidemic that wiped out all the vineyards, caused them to immigrate, and it was great for our wine industry in this country. But then, And we've repaid them back, because now we've sent, since the 90s sent technology there, oak barrel aging, etc. This is all new to these people in the early 90s. And, it, and the result was they produced extremely holiday-type uh, festive great Chiantis. And also, we saw a market for inexpensive, easy drinking. And that was a boon for the region, because you can buy a Chianti today for $10, $11, and it uh, won't be the greatest wine you ever had, but it, you won't turn up your nose at it, and that's the versatility, in my opinion, of a Chiani wine. Because of that blending, it's like Bordeaux, which you, you blended Cabernet or Merlot. In Italy, it's Sangiovese and the other varietals from around there that they blend and produce really good wines. You know, they benefited from... Uh, cropping more and, and more intensity, and, and like I say, created these super Tuscan wines, which show that the wines of Chianti really are world class. They compete with first growth uh, from Bordeaux and the best wines from California, these super Tuscans, and the reason is they can experiment with the different grape types. And But Sangiovese is such a versatile grape type, as I said, it went with all of those different things. It really... Uh, was a terrific thing. One of the things also I'm mindful of Chiani, everybody that's probably over 50 recommend, uh, remembers wicker-covered uh, bottles. They're called Frascati. And every Italian restaurant 
had a Frascati bottle on the table that had a, a candle stuck in it and wax dripping all over it, and it was a wicker wrap bottle. Those today are very, very rare. Number one, it's expensive to wrap them up, and the machine wrapping isn't as attractive as the old hand wrapping was. And one of the most interesting things about that is it was the earliest form of a thermos. Uh, the Frascati bottle got its start because the workers would go out in the field and the night before they would lower that bottle with the wicker covering on into the well. And then in the morning, take it out of the well and of course the wicker was soaking wet. And during the day, as that water evaporated, it kept the wine cool. So when you had lunch in the field, you had a cool, chilled glass of Chianti to have with your lunch. And the, the thus... Plus, don't forget, in that in those days, glass was very, very expensive, and wrapping up the glass uh, protected it as well as uh, kept it nice and chilled for your lunch. Now, these bodies bottles today are, like I say, they're machine wrapped. They're not as pretty as the old hand wrapped ones. Uh, and generally, when you buy a bottle of wine, Chianti, in one of those bottles, it, it's uh, a pretty cheap Chianti that goes inside of it. Uh, there's a little town in Greve in Chiani, which is the first place I ever saw a wine, uh, a computer wine dispenser. They had a big room, must have had 150 wine dispensers where you could taste 150 different wines from the Chiani region, and you got an ounce of each, got a little plastic card to put in. I thought it was phenomenal, and that was, my golly, 35 years ago or so. And they're still on top of their game in Chianti. Uh, as you wander through, it's probably one of the prettiest areas, wine areas in the entire world. The rolling hills of Tuscany, are, and, and around each corner is a new little hill town uh, where you can have the most wonderful food and, of course, the uh, Chianti wine. There's other wines that are produced in this reason, region. Uh, Brunello di Montepicino is uh, one that's produced that's very, very good. And uh, Montepulciano, nobly Montepulciano is produced there. But really the, the heart and soul of the area is Chianti. And Chianti's, like I say, oftentimes get a very bad name. People think, well, it's just cheap wine. Well, it isn't. It was for a long, long time but it's improved greatly. And like I say, the various boundaries, this is a big area. It goes all the way from Florence to Pisa down to Siena, and it encompasses this big area called Tuscany. And the Chianti Classico is a small area in the center. That's the best. Look for that Classico and that Gallo Negro, the black rooster on the label, and you'll be just absolutely delighted, as I was, I invested in a winery once called Villa Cafaggio, and it was one of the happiest times of my wine career. I was the proprietor, one of the proprietors of that, for about 13 years, and we delighted in producing what we thought was really top-quality Chianti, and it was produced at a very low price. You know, you don't really have to break the bank to get a good bottle of Chianti, and as I said at, when I started this, it's so versatile to go with so many different dishes. Uh, Chiani is a wine that even the most ardent Cabernet lover can, has to say, well, you know, that's pretty good. Or the same thing can be said about a Pinot Noir lover. It, it's a good medium-of-the-road uh, type of wine choice, and some of them are spectacular, as is evidence by these great super Tuscany. So Chiani is an area, if you haven't explored it, by all means try it. 
It's a wonderful wine. Like I say, I'm partial to Villa Cafaggio, but there's a lot of them. There's famous names. Some of the people with their names on Chiani, their families have owned that property for seven, 800 years. So there's a lot of historical stuff. And if you ever get a chance, for heaven's sakes, go and visit the area because it's one of the prettiest wine areas of the world. And as most wine areas, it has great food. And best of all, it has great wine. It really does. I'm with you on that. And that Villa Cafaggio, oh, that's tasty. I love that stuff. It is a good bottle of wine. Well, I tell you where you can find that and all the things Jack talked about today, and you'll get lots of help along the way at any Haskell's location. Indeed. I, winter wine sale is still ongoing. goes for one more week. Believe me, if you're looking for something uh, balmy, because it's a balmy day, or you're looking for something when Thursday drops down to single digits again, Stop in at Haskell's. They can't make the meal, but they can ensure the meal is special by picking the right wine to go with whatever dish you're going to prepare. And you know, best of all, they'll help you pick a white, a wine, red or white, that won't break the bank and it'll be a perfect pairing. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. And in downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our 12-page catalog uh, with our winter specials. All right, Jack. Well, I tell you what, we uh, enjoy the balmy weather, and who knows, one week from today, we could the other shoe could drop, but we'll find out. That's right, for sure. That's but right. enjoy the Let week us and be prepared. Absolutely. Thanks for all the information, Jack. As usual. Good to talk to you. Talk Danny. to you next week with more of a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from that family-run business called Haskell's.